Well, good morning, friends. We are in uh, June. This is for Friday, June 25th. This is number 316. We're in Mark chapter 8. We're going to look at the, all of this, this that leads up to Peter's confession um, as to who Jesus is. It's in Mark chapter 8, 27 through 31. Let me read a little bit from Wearsby as we get going this morning, as you find Mark chapter 8, verse 27. Um, it says a secret has been defined as something you tell uh, one person at a time. From time to time, Jesus shared special secrets with the disciples, and three of them are given here. Uh, we're going to look at Mark chapter eight twenty seven, and then we're eventually going to go through uh, Mark chapter nine verse thirteen, looking at these things that Jesus was saying about himself. Uh, believers today need to understand and apply these uh, um, spiritual secrets. Uh, if their own lives are to be one that God wants them to be. Now we look in these next, uh, the rest of the chapter and in chapter 9, verse 13, and we talk about the suffering servant, remember? Um, um, that's all what Mark talks about is really in these first uh, chapters is uh, the servant. And these are the servant's secrets and we're looking at uh, his suffering and how it leads to glory. Um, from Wearsby, Jesus had been preparing his disciples for this private meeting in which he intended to reveal to them what would happen to him in Jerusalem. He had given hints along the way, but now he would, he would explain matters to them more fully for uh, for the site. He selected Caesarea Philippi, a town about 25 miles north of Bethsaida, sitting at the foot of beautiful Mount Hermon. Um, the town was named after Augustus Caesar and Herod Philip, and it contained a marble temple dedicated to Augustus. It was a place dedicated to the glory of Rome, and we all know that the glory of Rome is now gone. Um, as we as we look at this portion of Scripture, um, we look at uh, things that uh, Jesus is revealing, and again, in secrets to his disciples, which would eventually become less than secret as he went about his business. Um, in John, or excuse me, in Mark chapter 8, Jesus uh, says something very strange. Uh, it seems almost out of his character and personality. Jesus went out with his disciples, verse 27, to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Um, I don't think Jesus really cared but I think he was setting him up for what was the next question. Who do people say that I am? And this confusion over what people say is pretty amazing because the main person they compared him to was John the Baptist, but he was nothing like him. His ministry was nothing like John the Baptist other than they both called people to repentance. Uh, John was the forerunner of Christ. John um, came out of the wilderness. Jesus uh, just seemed to uh, uh, start a ministry at the age of 30. That's what it looked like, and that's what it appeared to be. Who do people say that I am? Verse 26, and they told him, John the Baptist. Another said, Elijah. Another said, one of the prophets. In another place, um, they were asking John the Baptist, are you the prophet? And that goes back to Deuteronomy chapter 18, where Moses says there's a prophet coming out of the people who's going to be mighty and you should listen to him. He wasn't talking about John the Baptist. He was talking about Jesus. Not that he was only a prophet, for Jesus was prophet, priest, king. He was the sacrificial lamb and the one who would offer the sacrifice. Um, but 
And he asked them then, but who do you say that I am? And Peter, always going first, Peter answered, you are the Christ. And in Matthew, um, he goes farther, he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The Christ means the anointed one. There was only one anointed one. There was only one person who could fit this description. The word Christ means the anointed one, the promised Messiah. Prophets, priests, and kings were all anointed when installed in their offices. And our Lord holds all three of these offices. Now, again, there was confusion over who Jesus was. Let's look at some scriptures. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Uh, verses uh, 21 through 30. John chapter 8, 21 through 30. And we'll just look at some scriptures here for the next few minutes. John 8, 21 through 30. So he said to them again, I am going away and you will seek, seek me and you will uh, die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself? Since he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. He said to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins for unless you believe that I am he who uh, will die. I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world that I have heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, that's when uh, they will lift him up on the cross and crucifixion, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who set me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. And he was, um, as he was saying these things, many believed in him. The most important decision you'll ever make is who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? And these were uh, groups of people, including the disciples, were all trying to discover who in the world is this Jesus Christ. And again, the confusion was everywhere. But the most important decision that all of them had to make was who Jesus was. And that's why Jesus says to them, I'm exactly who I said I was. All of the miracles, all the signs, all of the things I do, I do not do on my own. I do because the Lord has sent me. They didn't even know he was talking about the Father. He said, I'm not of this world. Remember the sign, the greatest sign that they needed from heaven was the, the sign that was standing right before him. Jesus Christ had come. Look at 1 John. 1 John chapter 2, verses 20 through, 22 through 27. The most important decision you'll ever make is who is Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 2, 22 through 27. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Remember, the Christ is the anointed one. This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. You are against me, he says. You're, the, you're, you're, you're like the Antichrist. You're a part of that Antichrist movement. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father. You cannot say, I'm good with God the Father, but Jesus was just a prophet. You can't say it. You can say it, but you're never going to have a relationship with God unless you have a relationship with 
Jesus Christ, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If, if what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you, but the anointing that you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and no and is no lie, just as he has taught you, abide in him. What is the anointing? Anointing is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, I don't want you to be deceived. There are many coming who are saying, hey, 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 slow down on this Jesus thing. He's a prophet. He's a good man. We give you that. He was very wise. Unfortunately, he kind of fell in uh, with the wrong crowd. And unfortunately, you know, they killed him. But don't be talking about this Jesus being raised from the dead. No, no, no. He was a prophet. He was a good man. And unfortunately, he had to die. No, Jesus is exactly who he said he is. Look at 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have, come, have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. What is he saying? We don't need to just follow after everyone. A simple question, who is Jesus Christ? That's what we need to ask. Anything that is being taught, anything that is being taught that is contrary to the fact that Jesus is the Son of God is not of God. It is of the Spirit of the Antichrist. It is deception. And what is it meant to do? It's meant to pull people away. And we're seeing that all the time. We see kids going on the high school campus and college campuses who've had a relationship with Jesus Christ and they come home and say, mom, dad, you're so wrong. Jesus was just a good man. I was in my religious class, religion class, and they were saying that the Christians are so intolerant. Christians are, are so hypocritical. And they, they build this wedge between, um, between the parents and them. The question they need answered is who does my professor say Jesus is? Who's my teacher say Jesus is? And if he's anything other than the son of God, the anointed one, the Christ, then you, need, you just need to pass the test, but don't believe they're garbage. It's amazing to, to me that people who teach a religion class or take a religion class, like for a quarter, think they're religion, uh, religious experts. And yet most religion classes across this world in secular universities and even in some so-called Christian universities, liberal Christian universities, downplay who Jesus was. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talking to the Corinthian church. Verse 2, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you, you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. You followed after idols. They were mute. They just sat there. They did nothing. But people led you astray to believe that these idols had power and these, these idols were something special. No, no, no. You need to walk away from that. You used to live that way. You don't live that way anymore. You, um, 
used to live by the desires of the flesh, what you saw, what you touched, what you, what you felt, what you wanted, right? Don't live that way anymore. You need to live in accordance with what the scripture is. The most important decision you'll ever make is who is Jesus Christ. And if it's that important for you, it's that important for your neighbor and your family and your friends and even your enemies. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Why? Because he is exactly who he said he is. He is exactly who he said he is. Turn to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, Jesus uh, trying to clear up confusion about um, himself and John the Baptist. Matthew chapter 11, 16 through 19. Matthew chapter 11, verse 16. But to what shall I compare this generation as like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their playmates? We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came, and he's talking about these two playing the flute or singing a dirge. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and you say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Said John came playing one tune, I came playing another. You didn't dance, you didn't sing. You call him a demon, you say he's possessed by a demon, and then you say, I'm a drunkard and a glutton and a friend of sinners. See the confusion? All around the confusion, they were trying to figure out who in the world these people were, uh, not just Jesus, but John the Baptist. Look at John um, chapter 10. John chapter 10, verses 37 through 42. Jesus says, if I am not doing the works of my father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I in the father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. John did no sign. John said he wasn't, he wasn't the Christ. John said he was just a forerunner of the Christ. He did no signs. He wasn't drawing people to himself, but he talked about Jesus and everything he said about Jesus was true. And many believed in him because of this. Go to Mark chapter one. A couple more scriptures and uh, we'll bring this to a conclusion. Mark chapter one, verses four through eight. Mark chapter one, four through eight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached saying, after me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John telling everyone, listen, listen, listen. My message is just of that as a forerunner. I am here to proclaim 
repentance and prepare for the kingdom of the, is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, we saw Peter's version or Mark's version of what Peter said about the confession. Remember, Mark is written from Peter's perspective, so Mark doesn't go into a lot of detail. Um, Peter doesn't give him a lot of detail, probably because he wants to hold back. Peter never, in the Gospel of Mark, wanted to look greater than he was. Remember, Mark Mark doesn't even mention Peter walking on the water. So Peter kind of dials down his part of it. But look at what um, Matthew says about uh, uh, Peter's confession in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 20. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound on in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. I, I, after studying Mark and realizing from Mark's verse, Mark was speaking from Peter's perspective, and Peter left out some great details of some of the great things he did. He walked on water, but Peter doesn't allow Mark to write it down. This confession that Peter gave of Christ and what Christ said to him. Matthew brings it out about Peter, but Peter doesn't allow Mark to bring it out. We give Peter a bad time. We, I, I give Peter a bad time. I talk about all the things that, 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 that he did that were kind of goofy and kind of off the wall. But here, I have new respect for Peter because he doesn't allow Mark to write down these beautiful things that Jesus said about him, that you're, you are Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. I tell you the truth, on, on this confession, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of the heaven. I have new respect for Peter, because he doesn't allow Mark to talk about him and to brag about him. Oh yeah, Peter was... Peter was a uh, gung-ho, and Peter uh, went first, and Peter uh, made a lot of mistakes. But I love this, um, this, this look at Peter through Matthew's eyes and through, uh, and through what Peter will say about himself. He doesn't allow Mark to, to, to over, oversell things. He doesn't allow Mark to, to blow things up. No, no. He dials it down. Why? Because his life was all about Christ and who Christ was and making Christ known. Who is Jesus to you? It's the most important question you'll be asked and the most important question you will answer. And there truly is only one answer. He must be exactly who he said he is. The Christ, the anointed one. He is the Messiah. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. And you and I must answer correctly that question. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you till we talk again.